Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 13 of the Musical Connections podcast. I'm your host, Zach Snow, and we got another great episode lined up for you this week. We will be talking to five-time East Coast Musical Award nominee for the upcoming East Coast Musical Awards in Halifax in May. We're going to be talking with country singer-songwriter Jason Benoit. We're going to talk about his upbringings up on the West Coast. We're also going to tell about how he uh, grew up Mi'kmaq, and um, the Mi'kmaq comes from both sides of his family, which is pretty cool. And uh, we're going to talk about how he's become an advocate for Indigenous rights here in the province as well as across the country. And the amount of accomplishments over the decade he has been in country music. And his start actually comes from a cover he did of an Armin Van Buren tune, This Is What It Feels Like. We're also going to talk about his upcoming Time Traveler Side BEP, plus the five East Coast Music Awards he is up for. We'll have that for you right after this week's newfound releases, and we're going to start with Sheila's Brush. Now, of course, Sheila's Brush is known in terms here in Newfoundland and Labrador as a storm that happens after St. Patrick's Day and a big snowstorm at that. And uh, over the past couple of years, we haven't really been getting much of them. But Sheila's Brush that I'm talking about and the Sheila's Brush that I'm talking about is a band based out of northeastern Newfoundland on the northeast Avalon. And uh, they're working on their first album in quite a while, and they're working on this with Brad Tuck. Now, one of the members of Sheila's Brush, Ryan Snow, released a solo album with Brad Tuck as his producer uh, last year. It, it makes sense for them to collaborate once again. Right now, here's a song from them about uh, just a simple uh, measure, but tedious measure, when it comes to uh, filling out our hours for that check that we get um, the following Tuesday, we fill it out. Right now, here is Sheila's Brush with EI Claim on newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. I landed back in St. John's, grabbed my bags and I headed for home. Finished up my 14 weeks, I can't believe it's been so long. I file my claim tomorrow that will get me through till spring. Working under the table till I hear the dreaded ring. I don't have any earnings and nothing from the farm. But Jim, he owes me 50 bucks and 80 more from Uncle Carm. And Gert, she owes for a load of wood. I'm sure she'll pay this week. Working two jobs is hard enough, I'll have to take a break. Oh, are you self-employed, they say, do I answer with the truth? Cause now I'm cutting saw logs to sell to John in Baydaloo. And I feel my instincts kicking in and I know just what to say. The answers jump right off my tongue as I put this saw away. It's no, 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 yes, no, I'm fit and ready for work. You can call me anytime if you know for a job or a claim top up. It's no, 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 yes, no, my boots are dry and clean. But I still got 40 weeks left on my existing EI claim. Didn't go to any training, but I'm learning lots of stuff. Like how to use an impact gun to loosen up some seas lug nuts Or how to fix a chainsaw when it idles down too low How to find a faulty wire when all the fuses blow I'm willing and ready to work, you know, and I'll show up every day 
I'm there Monday to Friday If I know it won't get in the way And I hear the woods are calling me As the frost sits on the trees Find myself a big bull moose In area 23 It's no, 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 yes, no I'm fit and ready for work You can call me anytime If you know for a job or a claim top up It's no, 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 yes, no My boots are dry and clean but I still got plenty weeks left on my existing EI plane. Is there money we don't know about? Well, I'm sure to answer no. I just installed a sliding door for John and Peggy up the road, and I'm off to paint some siding and clean up Bertha's hull. All this cash is hard to take when me piggy bank is full. For tis no, 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 yes, no, I'm fit and ready for work. You can call me anytime if you know for a job or a clay top up. It's no, 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 yes, no, my boots are dry and clean. But I still got 15 weeks left on my existing EI claim. So now the fun is over, and it's time to pack my bags. Tell the wife I'm off again for 15 weeks to come and pass, and I head out to the airport, and I look back half in tears. I wonder who's gonna help the boys drink all the beer. For tis no, 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 yes, no, I'm fit and ready for work. You can call me anytime if you know for a job or a claim top up. It's no, 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 yes, no, my boots are dry and clean. But I ain't got no more weeks left in my existing EI claim. It's no, 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 yes, no, I'm fit and ready for work. You can call me anytime if you know for a job or a claim top up. It's no, 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 yes, no, my boots are dry and clean. But I ain't got no more weeks left in my existing EI claim Boys, I'm all out of weeks now in my existing EI claim Brand new tune there from Sheila's Brush, that is EI Claim Well right now let's go to a band here in St. John's called Goodbye Apollo Now Goodbye Apollo some of the members of their band come from the former Waterfront Fire. And you can actually catch them uh, playing across the city here of St. John's. And right now, let's get to their brand new tune that talks about growing up, starting young, and growing old. Here's Coming of Age on newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. Burning 
great catchy tune there from Goodbye Apollo that is Coming of Age. And February is usually a month where many musicians here in the city of St. John's put together tunes for a challenge called the RPM Challenge. And one of the participants comes from Gavin Sims. Now you may be familiar with the name as he has worked with CBC from time to time as a freelancer and he has his own music. Right now, here's a song about a guy that was a fixture downtown, an Inuk artist named Harry Brait. Here's the ode to Harry Brait on newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. Harry Brait left the street tonight and headed home.
Alrighty, let's go to uh, our conversation now here on the Musical Connections podcast. It is with five-time ECMA Award-nominated singer-songwriter Jason Benoit. This is a wonderful conversation that we've had. We talk about his upbringing, growing up Mi'kmaq on the West Coast, and uh, how he's become an advocate for Indigenous rights through his music. And we're also going to be talking about his career so far. And, uh, and it's crazy to believe that he's accomplished so much in the 10 years he's been playing country music. And uh, his debut was actually uh, a cover of an EDM song from Armin Van Buren called This Is What It Feels Like. Three albums later, and uh, with an album to come later on this year, Jason Benoit is set to make some more noise in the country music scene. Right now, let's get to my conversation as we are next to connect with Jason Benoit. Alrighty, welcome back to the Musical Connections podcast. I'm your host, Zach Snow, and joining me right now, he is leading the way from Newfoundland and Labrador with five East Coast Music Award nominations. And um, he has had a very successful career so far in the decade that he has uh, been in country music. He started his career with a cover of an Armin Van Buren song, This Is What It Feels Like. He has released three albums so far, Waves, Revolution, Part 1, and the Side A of Time, Traveler. And some of his songs have earned him many CCMA awards and East Coast Music Award nominations and Music and L Award nominations. He's, he's set right now to release uh, Time Traveler Side B later this year. Joining me right now is Jason Benoit. Welcome to Musical Connection, sir. Hey, Zach. Nice to be here. Thank you. And uh, thank you for coming on. And once again, congratulations on your five East Coast Music Award nominations. It's pretty insane. Out of all the 58 nominations <laughs> that came from this province, you're leading the way with five. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. Now, of course, um, you're a really busy man. And um, I just want to ask, first things first, uh, how are things in your world lately? Uh, how are things in the world of Jason Benoit? Uh, it's good. I mean, the new music is coming out and it's, uh, you know, people are enjoying it, which is great. Um, you know, after the, la after the pandemic, uh, I, I think the industry itself is, is kind of like in a shock, <laughs> was, was shocked and, uh, with all that stuff going on. So it's, I think it's not quite, um, not back to where it used to be, uh, even before, you know, the, before all that started. But, uh, so, I mean, that's a challenge in itself. I mean, just, um, cause right now the whole industry seems to be, uh, um, uh, in the, in the country music world anyways, um, just, just hurting a little bit. So it's, uh, it's taking a little longer to get back to normal than, than, uh, than you would think. So uh, why do you think it's hurting a little bit? Uh, elaborate more on that. Uh, I think it's just because, uh, you know, after, well, this, the pandemic ended, but then, you know, the, uh, the economy, uh, you know, we knew that that was, was going to take a hit, uh, just because of that. Um, in the, in the couple of years after the pandemic. So I think that's what the issue is, is, uh, there's the, the people who are putting up shows aren't, uh, aren't willing to take risks as much as they used to in regards to uh, getting an artist and, um, uh, you know, just, it's just putting off shows. I know there's a couple of major um, uh, country music festivals in Canada that have uh, folded 
so I mean, it's it's a uh, overall. I think it's it's a uh, it's 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 you know. I think for many artists out there right now, it's a, it's a challenge and just to um, uh, just to be able to continue to tour and to continue as uh, you know. Uh, in country music, at least, uh, uh, you know, to, to keep up to the levels that they were touring before the pandemic started. Yeah, uh, you mentioned inflation. Uh, that's played a really big part, uh, like especially in, in the United States. I mean, the, I've seen uh, stories lately about uh, the law. There's a law coming in that'll like quadruple um, costs for touring in the United States. And uh, artists mm-hmm. uh, like yourself and like Kelly McMichael have come out publicly and said, uh, it's going to make touring in the United States impossible. So um, I can't imagine how much uh, how much yeah. stress is on you guys to, you know, trying to m- make ends meet, especially coming out of the pandemic. And then you're faced with challenges like this. Uh, it's making it harder for well, you to really make ends meet. Well, I mean, when you think of it, it's at the end of the day, uh, entertainment is one of the first things uh, to cut, to be cut uh, when a, uh, you know, during a recession or hard times or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, because I mean, we, you know, entertainment is a luxury, right? So, um, it is what it is. And I think it's up to the artists and the management and labels to try to figure out different ways to reach their audience. So it's, uh, I think it's, uh, I think a uh, challenge always brings opportunities and, uh, innovation. So I'm, I'm looking forward. To, uh, I'm, I'm feeling positive about where things are going to go in the industry in the next few years, for sure. Absolutely. And um, over the course of you know the ten years you've been in country music, um, you've achieved so much in that short amount of time. But uh, I want to go back to uh, your early days growing up in Fox Island River uh, out on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was life growing up uh, in Fox Island River? And also, uh, you've openly uh, expressed that you are uh, you grew up Mi'kmaq. So what was life growing up mm-hmm. uh, as a Mi'kmaq on Fox Island River, and what drew you to music? Actually, I um, I grew up in West Bay Center, which is right across the bay from where I'm living right now, which is Fox Island River. Oh, so okay. I met my wife. No, that's fine. But, um, yeah, so I'm living in Fox Island River right now, uh, which is a town of 200 people. And I've been here for uh, since 2007 when I met my wife. And um, she lives here. But uh, so I have, I'm probably about 45 minutes away uh, or an hour away from where I grew up, which is not far. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's still, you know, still coast. It's, it's in the, we're all in the same bay, which is the <laughs> Bay St. George. So it's, uh, it's you know, we, we all grew up the same pretty much, but, uh, you know, very small town. Um, I mean, we I grew up before the Internet, so uh, not much to do, you know. <laughs> So, uh, uh, luckily, uh, I had family, uh, who, uh, played a lot of music and, um, you know, that's where I learned, that's where I kind of first learned my chops and, uh, my older brother, who's eight years older than I am, taught me how to play guitar when I was 14 and uh, he played for years and years before I even started. And, uh, you know, I owe a lot to him, but cousins and uncles and, and aunts and stuff like that, they kind of uh, carried me along because my brother wasn't here. He left and went to Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I partied a lot with my family and when I was a kid. I guess I, can't, I guess you can't really say partied, I guess, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it was. That's what it was. It was just house parties, you know, like, just uh, just hanging around on the 
on the weekend with family and they'd have a few drinks and play guitar and play music and sing and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I've, I was around that all my life. Right. So that's pretty much where I came from. And that's, that's, um, I'm, uh, Mi'kmaq on both sides, my mom and my dad's side, uh, side actually the family. So, um, wow. yeah, yeah. So my, my family, uh, that's where I get it. I mean, that's where my music comes from. So that's where the, you know, that's where the connection is. Uh, to my music for sure. Um, I mean, without my family, I I wouldn't be doing this. So um, it, it's a uh, a long line of of uh, you know uh, players, pickers, and singers, and accordion players, and fiddle players, and it's just the music is in the family for a long time. So I was uh, I was blessed to grow up with the family so talented. That's wonderful, man. Now I'm. Uh... What drew you to country music? Because, of course, um, uh, in Newfoundland and Labrador, and especially in rural Newfoundland, uh, a lot of traditional music is played there. So uh, what what inspired you to go towards a country music career? Yeah, I, I, 100%. And I grew up listening to a lot of Newfoundland music. She's, uh, you know, Sim and I, every Christmas, can't go without it. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it was... I think it was from my mom's side of the family more than anything. Uh, she played a lot of music in the house growing up. We had a local radio station, eight, uh, eight, uh, 870 CFCB here in Stephenville, uh, 25 minutes away from me. And, um, and they played country music all day long. And my mom had the AM station on all day. <laughs> so even yeah, I remember when I was a kid, probably, you know, three, four years old, even uh, the radio station was constantly going country music was being played on the radio, you know, Tennessee flat top box and, and, uh, you know, the judge and all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so country music, that's, and then, you know, when it goes to, to the parties and when, the the kitchen parties and the family events and stuff like that, I mean, country music was, uh, was a huge, the Newfoundland music too, a hundred percent, but it's just that I gravitated towards the country music that people were playing and, uh, it seemed like that's where I'll, uh, that's uh, outside of of uh, of Newfie music. That's that um, seemed to be the music that uh, the majority of uh, of my family played and sang. So that's where uh, that's kind of where I got it from. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, some uh, musicians that you uh, you listen to playing. I mean, Tennessee Flat Top Box, a version done there by Roseanne <laughs> Cash, and also Johnny Cash made <laughs> famous. Right. And you mentioned the Judds, yep. uh, like songs like Love Can Build a Bridge. Um, what are some of the uh, country music artists that influences uh, your sound? Uh, so what are some country music artists that influence you? Um, I, I was a huge George Jones fan growing up. I, I sang a lot of George Jones. I a lot of the older country, uh, it was probably wasn't only, you know, up until I first began, probably a couple of years before I, I began doing this professionally, that I really, you know, started focusing on the uh, the pop country element. But before that, I, uh, you know, I listened to mainly classic country and 90s country. So, um, you know, George Strait, um, Ronnie Millsap, uh uh, uh, you know, Johnny, uh, George Jones and Johnny Cash, uh, those old for the older guys, and and then up to the '90s, like Dwight Yoakam, Joe Diffie, um, Tracy Lawrence, Smart Chestnut, Alan Jackson, all those guys. So, um, and then that's that's basically the kind of music that I I learned and I sang, and and uh, yeah, that's where I, that's how I first cut my teeth. Uh, you know, playing country music. <laughs> 
Yeah, that is absolutely wonderful. Now, um, the first song they actually released was in 2013, and uh, EDM was really popular at the time. So uh, <laughs> your first song was actually a cover of an Armin Van Buren and Trevor Guthrie song, This Is What It Feels Like, and it had some good success. It reached number 46 yeah. on the Canadian Billboard country charts. So uh, with that being your first single, uh, how was that first taste of success in the country music charts like? Uh, do you feel like then you could really make a career out of this? It's funny how that that actually happened. I was uh, was recording some demos in uh, Ontario with my manager, and uh, my manager, uh, my first manager was Jensen Vaughn, and he he's out. Of, he actually came from Halifax, but he uh, he moved it to Vancouver, and he was writing a, a lot of um, EDM music for some pretty big artists and with some pretty big artists like uh, Armin Van Buren and Madonna and a lot of different people. So. He um, he knew he grew up with my first cousin uh, Troy, and uh, so so they moved out to um, to Vancouver, and uh, you know he, uh, my cousin Troy let him hear my music because I was writing and when I was younger and putting it on Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that, and and Jensen had said if he ever gets a chance that he would he would uh, he would help me out. So uh, anyhow, we we were we started working together a couple of years before I released that track. Uh, he, uh, so he, uh, we were in Ontario and I was recording demos actually, uh, of some of the songs I wrote. And in between, uh, demos, uh, I was sitting at the table, uh, just, just, you know, everyone was just doing their thing. And I, uh, I started playing, uh, playing that track. Uh, this is what it feels like, uh, just because I, I hadn't heard it too many times as I wasn't a big EDM fan. So I, I know I heard it. I knew that Jens, you know, was doing really well at the time, and and Jensen was really happy about it. So I uh, I, I, I listened to it, and I I just tried it on guitar, the course, uh, just as you hear it on the uh, on the recording, and uh, his his eyes kind of you know brightened up, and and he said, "Hey, it sounds pretty good. I said, Why don't we try just recording a demo of it like that?" And we did, and uh, and he sent it to uh, to Sony, who he was working with at the time, with some other artists, and uh, and uh, they loved it. So he said, "Yeah, let's get it recorded." <laughs> Small world, <laughs> huh? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that was really like your first taste of uh, country music success. You had some great reviews of your strong vocal performance, but uh, that would actually lead up to your very first album, Waves, which you released in 2017. But one of those singles was Gone Long Gone, which ended up being your highest charting uh, country single to this day. Um, it was number seven on the Canadian country charts and number 78 on the Canadian Hot 100 charts. And uh, on that same year, you released that in 2015, you received the inaugural CCMA Discovery Atlantic Award. And um, you were really starting to like gain some momentum uh, in your career early on. Uh, do you feel like at that moment in time, you have made it? Uh, it's made it as a, I think I'm, I felt like I made it when, when I released the first single, to be honest, because all I wanted to do was release a, a single with a label. And, um, that's, you know, to be able to do that was a dream of mine. And, uh, anything that came after that was just gravy to me. So, uh, I mean, to, but to get a top 10, I mean, it was so, so surreal. Uh, definitely. I mean, again, still living in a town of 200 people on the West coast of Newfoundland. So, um, have a top 10 on the Canadian you know, country billboard charts. It, it was, it was, 
<laughs> it was uh it didn't feel real you know it just it just felt like uh, a dream uh so uh yeah no 100 percent. that was a huge you know a huge uh, milestone in my career and uh that that single actually is has, is is a gold single that uh went gold actually so uh that's that's my only gold single i have right now too so so uh it's uh you know it's that it was a huge thing for me and i wrote that one which is extra special so it uh yeah definitely helped my career in many ways and uh i think i'm still here today because of it <laughs> Yeah, and um, that's pretty much the start of, uh, and really like solidified you uh, in the country music world that like you could really uh, make some noise uh, here in the country music scene. And you know, to be from Newfoundland and Labrador and from a small town as well, um, that's a, a cherry on top, right? <laughs> it is. It is. I think if anything, I, I hope that if anybody hears this story. That I hope that the people from Newfoundland take take that. That's, you know that, that that's that idea that it doesn't matter where you live you can you can pretty much achieve whatever you you dream of you know yeah and being a small town kid uh growing up Mi'kmaq and Fox Island River uh, or on the west coast <laughs> I should say uh, it really goes to show that like if you put your head down you do the work and uh, you dream big anything is possible so what would you say to those uh, aspiring musicians who you know are indigenous uh, that want to pursue a career in music uh, what would you say to them and why? I, I think, for one thing, I think it's to it's, it's focus on uh, what makes you unique, because I think that's what will make you stand out. I think a lot of people at, at the beginning of their career think that if they release or record music that sounds just like the person who's hot on radio, that that'll, you know, that'll make them successful. And it may uh, for a short while, um, but it's not going to give you any longevity. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I think being unique and having a sound that's your own is incredibly important. Uh, so writing is also very important. I think uh, it's not a hundred percent necessary because there's a ton of songwriters out there, but there's nobody who can write for your own voice like you can. Uh, so I think it's yeah. important to, because um, everyone's voice is different uh, and there's different different things again that'll make you more unique in itself so mm-hmm. i think that's that's incredibly important uh just just to be unique and uh, and have patience it's not a it's a long game this industry is incredibly tough uh there's so many artists out there trying to do the same thing you're doing who are equally as talented or more so um uh, so you just have to be patient and and hopefully your you know your uniqueness and your uh, your talent will shine at, to, for someone out there, and they'll 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 pick you out of the crowd and say, hey, I want to give this person a platform, right, to uh, mm-hmm. so that everyone can hear them. So it's a challenge, no doubt. But uh, I mean, that's what happened for me. Luckily, that somebody kind of found me and and you know gave me gave me a platform, gave me a soapbox to stand on so I can sing. So. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's important to, uh, just again just to be unique and and to sing your truth and I think you should be good either way at the end of the day you'll be happy that you were true to yourself. <laughs> Absolutely, and you really have done that over the course of uh, your uh, decade long career. 
And um, if there's one thing I've noticed uh, out of the albums that you released, uh, you were with a major label with Sony uh, for Waves, and then the rest were uh, with Fontana North for Revolution Part 1, and then uh, most recently BMV Records, even though they are uh, like an independent record company for Time Traveler Side A. Like, uh, yep. what is uh, the difference between you and, you know, being with a major label like Sony and being an independent artist? Is there like some advantages or disadvantages from being with a label versus uh, being with independent? Actually, my first single, uh, this is what it feels like, was re- was released directly with Sony because my my manager Jensen, he was setting up his own label under them as an imprint uh, label. Oh, okay. And he had and he hadn't had it done yet, so that's why they released that one under them. So at, since the very beginning, I was I've been with an independent art, uh, labels. Um, so uh, like this the. Gone Long Gone, the song that went top 10, that was with JB Records, which is my manager's uh, record label. That was distributed and uh, brought to radio by Sony. So, um, okay. Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, there's, and, and the majority of independent labels, um, they have a distributor. So uh, the um, uh, Victory Music Group, that was through Fontana North. And then uh, uh, right now, uh, BMV, that's actually my label. Uh, is distributed through the Orchard, which is uh, Sony's uh, distributor. Uh, that above, that's who Sony is in Canada. So, um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a complicated. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's never easy, but I've never been with assigned with a major label to uh, uh, besides the first single, and it was only for that purpose for just to release it. So it's um, yeah. So and then and what happens is, I mean. Um, I mean, the the first two labels I was with were were they weren't they were independent labels, but they were kind of just doing it because they always had a dream of of becoming a label. Uh, Jensen created that label for me, so I could re- release the music, mm-hmm. you know. So which is which is incredible. And then the, the uh, you know, so we uh, we we did the thing, and then. Uh, you know, things changed. He got busy with his music career. He, could, he couldn't put as much time into it as uh, into uh, 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 to his artist as much as he had liked to. So, you know, he he decided to step away from the uh, the label side of it to focus on his on his writing career. And then I moved on to another label. So I was still with him as a management at that time. And uh, mm-hmm. so we moved on to um, to another label, which was. Uh, which was uh, Victory Music Group, and which I released my second album with. Yeah, that's pretty cool uh, to know, and thank you for correcting me on that, um, because I feel like gone, long gone are the days um, uh, where like artists, like uh, especially for example, back in the 1990s, I mean, the Irish Descendants and Great Big C, Kim Stockwood, Davin Doyle, Ron Hines, were all signed to like EMI and Warner Music Group, and you know were really promoted heavily on radio uh, back in the day. Um, do you find mm-hmm. you have more freedom as an independent artist versus being signed to a major label? There's freedom creative, uh, creatively, for sure. Um, in regards to radio and, uh, you know, getting your music played, it's it's co- more complicated for an in- independent artist to get played on radio than it is a, a, a direct signed artist. So that's always an issue. So like, another reason to, you know, to try to, to, release music that 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 feels uh, unique to you because 
uh, because if, if you're not happy with the music you're releasing and radio doesn't want to play it uh, because you're, you know, just because they, they don't have the room for you doesn't mean that you don't, they don't like the music. It's yeah. just, there's, there's hundreds of artists out there. <laughs> so you have to, you, you have, to, uh, you know, you really have to stand above the rest if you're an independent artist. Uh, it's very complicated. The, the whole system is, uh, it's, it's, you know, I wish it was as easy, easy to say is that, you know, the best artist gets on the radio, but that's just not the way it is. Uh, there's so much more to it. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of, you know, like your two year, uh, just different sides of the industry that you don't really see from the outside. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a very challenging industry. Yeah. Uh, we are very lucky though, to have like some great local radio like VOCM and Oz FM and, um, yeah. just overall local radio stations here that really support local country music and new country I should mention as well, because uh, they've really been a really huge supporter of uh, your music over the, Oh my gosh, your career. So, um, oh, 100%. You like you'll probably get a better chance of being on the radio here than say versus mm-hmm. like, but you manage to get very lucky on that as well. Knowing like how, how talented you really are and like how gone long gone was such a great single for you uh, back in 2015. But yeah, when I when I say when I say about getting on the radio, I mean across Canada yeah. and getting in the top forty. You know, that's that's what I mean. Okay, okay. And the, yeah, and being played on a consistent basis for months at a time. You know what I mean? Not just once or twice a week or something like that. So it's um, if you you know, I'm I'm talking about more on a on a, on a national scale. Yeah, um, but just still having that local support of radio can really be like that first step oh to getting you on a national no, scale as well. <laughs> yeah, and I think now more no, than I'm ever. Not, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not important. I'm, uh, yeah, exactly. More not, now, more more so than ever, local radio is is incredibly important, um, and they've always really been important. You know, like not saying that they've ever not been important for me, because I mean, ever ever since the beginning, I know my local radio station here. Um, it's not here anymore, but the uh, CFCB and Stevensville, I mean, they played me all the time and then they got me in and I did interviews with them and I, and it was amazing. They were so supportive. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of someone's career, it's, and, and always it's important, you know, it's, uh, and it's, I'm so thankful for, for local radio stations, smaller radio stations, uh, it's community radio stations, you know, there's all kinds and, and they're, they're very important. Yeah, for sure. Now, let's actually go to uh, 2018. Um, you were the only independent Canadian country artist on the red carpet at the uh, Much Music Video Awards in 2018. And, uh, you know, being an independent artist, uh, what was that feeling like for you to, you know, wear that badge of honor of like, hey, I'm an independent country artist. I'm walking the red carpet. What was that feeling like for you? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty nuts, to be honest. <laughs> like, I was the same. I grew up watching Much Music and and uh, to be a part of that <laughs> was pretty cool. Considering that much music doesn't play country music, um, <laughs> you know, to, <laughs> they invited me to <laughs> to do that actually, That's which insane. was pretty awesome, you know, uh, which was incredible. So uh, you know, to be a part of it, and uh, you know, I got to I got to rub shoulders with with everybody backstage and and do the thing, and it was it was incredible. So <laughs> very very cool moment. Awesome. And another cool moment in that year, you were a finalist on Sirius XM's Top of the Country charts. And um, what was that like for you? Uh, it was it was, it was awesome. I'm Sirius XM, I mean, Sirius XM is huge and they love country and they promote country a lot in Canada. And 
and to be in the top three for that was uh, was incredible. You know, so uh, I lost out to Andrew Hyatt that year, who signed with the uh, with the major uh, label right now. So uh, it's uh, it's it's great. It was great. I mean, it's such a uh, such, it, I mean, because the thing of it is, I mean, you're up against so many talented people. So to, to be, just to be recognized in, in anything is for your music and your and what you do is mm. is always so in, in, incredibly humbling to me, and, and it just means so much. And again, I have to keep bringing it back to the fact that I'm from a town of 200 people on the west coast of Newfoundland, which is pretty insane. <laughs> so I keep I I have to keep bringing it back because it it's 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 pretty nuts. I mean, you don't you don't hear that very often. Normally, people from a small town moved to like a city and then they, and then that makes, you know, then they get big and then they live in the city and then do the thing. But I've never, I've never moved. And and it's because of my family because I've got a wife and three kids. So, so it's, uh, it's because of them. I mean, they, they had, they, my kids go to a school with 77 students. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, I rather, I rather see them, you know, grow up in this, uh, uh, community and and with a small town feel like this than in a and you know a city of a million two million people so uh <laughs> but like it's really like a good example of you know uh a small town small town boy uh dreaming uh big big city things um and you really have achieved that uh again um at this point in 2018 you were rolling yeah yeah and i think that's i think if you know, like I, I was very lucky to, I think that's another reason why to, that I've been in, in this industry so long is that I've been able to, you know, just be in a small town. It's uh, even economically, it's so much cheaper to live here than in Newfoundland, like small town Newfoundland than it is in, in like say Ontario where you're paying $2,500 a month rent. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's, it, and, and then my family is my, my wife's family's here. So, if I leave and she's got her support from, from her mom and dad and my mom. And so it's, um, it's, it's a, uh, you know, to stay in in a small town was never not an option for me. Uh, And and I think that's what really helped me stay in the industry as long as I have, because it's, again, it's a challenge. So when you're going through the hard times, there's not always, it's not always, uh, um, at the t- you're not always at the top of the ladder. I mean, you're you're constantly trying to to prove yourself and to compete with the new artists that are coming in, and and it's it's complicated. So uh, so it's uh, uh, I think being from a small town it just helps to uh, be able to do that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, I mean, when just if if so if if suddenly I start losing shows to to a new guy that's come in then, you know, then I don't have to worry so much about, uh, about paying the bills in a big city. You know, it's like, yeah. It's, so there's a lot of, there's a different, there's a lot of different sides to the industry that a lot of people don't realize. And you think that if you're on the radio, then you made it and you're, you know, you're sitting pretty, but it's, it's a, it's a business like everything else. And, and, you know, I'm probably not, I'm not making near as much as the fishermen down the, down the road from where I'm living. So, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you, you do bring up a very good point. Um, it's, it's a, 
constantly changing industry and you really got on your toes like 24 7 just to be sure like you're watching your peers and seeing what they're doing and you're also watching like how you're doing and what songs you can be releasing on radio what shows you can book what music you can write for your next album but it really is uh mm-hmm. it really is a non-stop industry you're really getting on your toes for oh you do you do yeah and um but then again i mean you bring it back to what i said earlier I mean, I can't say that I've been totally genuine to my my upbringing. So, um, regards to the the style of music, because I mean, again, I listen, I played a lot of older country when I grew up. So, and I switched over to pop, and I did that for you know just the, the, because that's what management and labels were trying to tell me to do at the time. That's what the radio was playing. But uh, you know, as you uh, it, when you're challenged and you're in, in a situation where it's it's uh, it's getting tough i mean you always have your music to fall back on right mm-hmm. so it's a um you have to keep it uh once you're when your music is genuine like that it's uh it doesn't matter who comes behind you or who's ahead of you your your sound is going to be your sound and that's it absolutely now um let's head over to 2019 for a moment and uh, that's when you will release your second album uh revolution part one and one of those singles which was released a year uh, ahead of that or uh, before that was uh slow hand which features uh leah daniels and you released a music video for that as well so uh uh comparing uh revolution part one to waves uh what's different from uh, that album compared to your first <laughs> i think it was a uh, i think it was a um just an evolution in, in my writing and my style. Uh, things, I think I started incorporating a little more country music, uh, older style country music elements into the music overall. Um, not, not a hundred percent. I didn't dive right into it, but still it was, I think I felt like, like slow hands prime example is, was a lot. It was, a, you know, it's a cover of a 1981 Conway Twitty song. So it's a, it's uh, a little bit of fiddle and, and different things in there. And so it just, I think it was an evolution of me trying to get back to my, to my roots uh, a little more. And I think, uh, I think with the, the, the new album, time traveler um, side A and side B coming out soon, it's, I think I've, I think I've gone full, you know, a traditional country <laughs> with the not full because there's a few songs like there's a couple of songs on each album that aren't fully traditional. They're, they've got the, you know, they've got that slap, uh, uh, slap track in the back for a couple of them. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, a lot of the writing style uh, for the new album is, has been, uh, is a hundred percent more, country i think than anything i've ever released before and again it's so it's a it's basically it was it was kind of moving my way um mm-hmm. t- towards what i'm doing now basically with the album in 2018 yeah um, i would even say more neo-traditional because of course uh one of the biggest neo-traditional country artists in the 90s was alan jackson and then you look at randy travis george Strait, and toby keith um i can't really wait to hear uh what you got on uh um, the time traveler side A and side B, um, but sticking with 2019 for a moment, um, you mm-hmm. toured with Old Dominion and Washboard Union, and um, that must have been a very big uh, deal for you uh, back in that day. Uh, what was that tour like uh, with those guys? Yeah, I played. I I uh, opened for uh, three shows on the East Coast 
for Canada. So uh, that was uh, New Brunswick, uh, Halifax, and um, in St. John's, mile one in St. John's. Oh wow! Uh, I op- yeah yeah I opened for uh, for them. Uh, so that was that was my first stadium tour, um, and that was that was nuts. I mean, it's it's massive. It's a big stage, a lot of people because. I mean, Old Dominion is uh, is, is an Amer- is, you know multi award winning country act from Nashville. So, <laughs> so to be uh, to be able to uh, to open for an act like that uh, was, was pretty nuts. I have to say, uh, incredibly exciting. <laughs> that's that's awesome, brother. Now, of course, uh, we're moving to 2020, and of course. Uh, everyone was locked down and or just trying to find ways to be creative where tours were not happening whatsoever and everything was shut down. But um, one of the series that you started was your Friday night lockdown streams. And um, mm-hmm. uh, that really got some uh, great fan reaction. Um, you know, m- being so uh, far in your career at that point, um, was that, was that, was that giving you like a sense of relief knowing that, you know, there were still people that were supporting your music, even though you weren't pulling off any shows? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think it was important, just as important for me to do that as it was for the, to do it for the fans who couldn't get out to any shows at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, mentally, um, it, it just helped so much for me, uh, just because we were trapped for two years and, and we couldn't do anything. So it was, it was a way to, to, to escape, uh, for an hour on a Friday night, uh, for me and for the artists, uh, for the fans, I think. So, uh, uh, I had just as much fun as they did. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and, and again, yeah, a hundred percent, they, they showed up and, and it was awesome. It was, uh, it was different though, because I mean, when you're used, I, I hadn't done any live streaming on, on, uh, on Facebook or YouTube or anything before, before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like show, like I mean, like full shows. I mean, I I did short things, but not not long <laughs> hour, hour shows. So it was weird to to try to adjust to that because I had to, you know, you're reading, uh, trying to read uh, people's comments in between, and <laughs> and uh, sometimes sometimes while you're singing, you'll read something that'll throw you off. And <laughs> it was a it was it was an interesting uh time and for everybody i think but yeah that was that was so much fun and and i was uh i was lucky to be able to do it awesome now i'm um, going to 2021 you won your first ever music nl award and it was a uh, one of your biggest honors to date um which you you refer to it as a uh, indigenous artist of the year now of course growing up mm-hmm. Mi'kmaq uh, on the west coast uh that must have been a big, big deal for you. So tell me a little bit more about, um, receiving that award and what that felt like to you. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Like it's, that's both my, both sides, mom and dad's side have made my heritage. So it's, um, to me, that was like, that was for them. You know, it was, it was for me, but it was, it was a, it was paying homage to, everyone that came before me, I think, um, and everybody who helped me to get to where I was as, as an artist and, uh, everyone who influenced me, the community itself. I mean, so much support living in an uh, indigenous community, uh, that I've, I had growing up, uh, uh, support for my music and, uh, you know, to win that was, was a, 
it was like, yes, uh, it was a, a moment of great pride for me just for them, just to have, uh, to have the know that I had their support, you know, um, it was, it was a huge honor for me. Awesome, man. Now, um, last year you, uh, released the, uh, first side of a uh, time traveler, uh, side a and you worked on this with a fellow newfoundlander uh from a uh, springdale of course uh, he's been making some noise in the country music scene himself working with justin fancy and um uh many other uh small country artists here in newfoundland and labrador clint curtis um mm-hmm. so many people have cited this as some of your greatest work uh, especially from sirius xm canada talks personality allison door she says it mm-hmm. feels like this album is a step up from anything else he's released in the past how, how do you feel about um your uh, Time Traveler Side A uh, project? And, uh, of course, uh, you said about some stuff about this earlier uh, on. But um, how would you uh, describe your album uh, Side A of Time Traveler? And what can we expect in Side B? Well, I, again, bringing back to <laughs> being being uh, unique to yourself and, and to your own uh, style of music. <clears throat> I, I think this this album was was the first time we actually we, i recorded this album with a good buddy of mine in pei um we i mean i mean wrote this album um not like 90 percent of the songs were were written by me and him and we hadn't even planned on releasing the songs we just did it for fun like the songs the style of the songs the way that they're you know the way they were written uh we did it how we would want to hear country music um at any time we just thought they were great country songs and i think that's the difference in this album and anything else i've released before because mm-hmm. the stuff that i released in the past we always had a a um you know an over uh, uh there was an overlying uh like an overlying uh, theme? shoot what's uh, yeah the not theme an overlying um uh, uh need to to be accepted by radio, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, to have radio accept the kind of music that I was releasing. And we, um, so, you know, you always wrote with that in mind. So you, in the past, so I, I, I always wrote uh, songs thinking, well, is radio going to like this, right? So um, for this, for this album, Side A and Side B or Time Traveler, we didn't do that. Like it was, it was a, it was about uh, just writing songs because we love the music and the style and the, and you know we we both love the older country music, and uh, and that's that's the kind of songs that 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 are on this album. And so um, so to have you know this is I've get I've got five nominations this year for East Coast Music Awards, which is the most nominations I've ever received in uh, uh, you know probably altogether. <laughs> so. Uh, so it's, it's so obviously, you know, being true to your music, being true to your sound and, and what really resonates with you as an artist, that's, that's what seems to resonate with, with people, other people, you know? So, uh, so it's not always about what, what radio wants to hear or, or who are playing. And again, I mean, when I say radio, I mean, uh, top 40, uh, country radio stations. Yeah. Like, on a national not, scale. Yeah. On a national scale. Not, uh, not, uh, you know community stations who who will support me regardless which i truly appreciate but um listen to your local radio station country radio stations people (laughs) and and (laughs) and and non-country radio but um but yeah so you know that's i think that was the 
that was the theme, I think. And, and again, this, these are things that, that I only learn over time, you know. So uh, being in the industry as long as I have, I've, I've got a, uh, I'm very lucky to you have learned many things <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I think that's, I think that's why I think the, 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 you know, the fans and, and different aspects of the industry are reacting well to this new music, uh, is because I, I feel like I finally let down my, my, uh, the walls and mm-hmm. kind of released music and, and wrote music that actually I produced this album too, which is the first time I've ever done that. I produced oh, wow. it. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Clint, uh, Clint did, Clint helped me produce it basically. Cause I mean, I had, I had all the ideas, but I didn't know how to, uh, to actually physically re- to get the, the, you know, the, to get it to sound like it did on the end, uh, which, which Clint helped me out with and he's phenomenal. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's a talented dude. So, so happy to have found Clint and, uh, and uh, with the with the product that we that we release, yeah, and he's uh, made some noise over the past, like uh, like from the start of this decade onwards. Uh, I mean, working with uh, Justin Fancy and Greg Bolger, and he's recently worked with Damian Follett, uh, Lauren Lovell, Angie Bulky, Jenny Mallard. Um, he's really got a good sound, and he really has a good ear of what musicians really want uh, to get out of their sound, and he really hits it out of the park. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, and he gets it. Like he he understands music. He understands, uh, and, and he's so easy to to work with in regards to ideas. So if if he comes at me with a certain sound, and I'm not feeling it a hundred percent, or I didn't, I had something else in mind that was probably a little different than what what he let me hear. It's like he's he's right on board to jump on a phone call understand what I'm trying to, you know, what I'm, where I'm coming from and then, and then give me what I really want. And he does, he nails it every time. So he's a talented dude. Really good. Absolutely. Now, um, going back to, uh, you know, the indigenous side of things for a moment, you uh, had a very big, uh, moment, uh, as part of a Spotify Canada's indigenous artist of the month, you had a billboard posted at the Eaton center on Yon and Dundas in Toronto, Ontario. How must that have felt for you to, you know, have your billboard uh, across Toronto like that? <laughs> Again, it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they they selected me to be the Indigenous artist for the month for the Indigenous Spotify playlist uh, uh, nationally, and uh, with that, uh, I got to uh, curate a uh, the playlist for the month, and for the month they had me on the billboard down in. Uh, in downtown Toronto, which is, uh, you know, which is crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's again, I, I mean, I, I keep, I keep saying it, but for a small town, Newfoundland boy, I mean, that's pretty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Else, I don't know what else to say to it, but it's like, I, I just shake my head because it's, again, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Totally. Now, um, of course, uh, when the East Coast Music Award nominations were uh, announced back in January, you led the way from Newfoundland and Labrador with five um, East Coast Music Award nominations. I think Classified has more nominations than you with six. Mm. But to have yeah. like that much nominations, and especially coming from Newfoundland and Labrador, that's a huge deal. So how does it feel to be uh, leading the way from Newfoundland and Labrador with those five uh, East Coast Music Award nominations? 
incredible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, um, especially considering, you know, the, what I mentioned earlier, about the, about time traveler side a and B, uh, they just came from a totally different place, you know, um, just so personal to me and, uh, as, as a country artist and, and to have, you know, help produce that album and, and then to be nominated for album of the year. I mean, gosh, yeah, I mean, you can't get much, you can't get any better than that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. I mean, it's just mind blowing. And, uh, I never forget where I come from. I tell you that much. I mean, it's, it's, it is huge, but Holy Lord, uh, <laughs> I, it's 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 yeah, I, I don't really think about it all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean like it's yeah it's nuts I was I was working on my I was uh, I was changing my brakes when I found out and uh, on my oh car my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh and it took like it took it, and my my manager kept texting me he's like you got you got another one you got another one <laughs> <laughs> and I was so I was uh, you know it, it took a little bit for it um to the register, uh, like holy crap! I like five nominations. I mean, that's, yeah, it's like that's Oprah Winfrey. Right? It's like Oprah Winfrey. Oh my god! You get a nomination. You get a nomination. <laughs> you get a nomination. But it's, it's yeah. pretty amazing, yeah. man! And congratulations once again. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Very honored. Now, um, you have a very busy 2023 ahead. Uh, now, uh, what else is next for Jason Benoit? Well, just going to focus on releasing the new music. Um, the um, uh, I got a new. I actually have a new video for VHS, my new single that's out now. And that's uh, the video is coming out. Uh, so I'm releasing the video for VHS on Monday, and then uh, the 31st of March, uh, I'll re- be releasing side B of uh, my album Time Traveler. So uh, from there, we're gonna you know focus on trying to get uh, in front of people across Canada to do some shows. That's wonderful, man. And I can't wait to hear side B of time traveler. And uh, we will definitely feature it on the musical connections podcast when it does come out. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, Jason, this has been a great conversation. Uh, Glad to get to know more about you and just go over your career and what you've done in the decade you've been in country music. <laughs> and I'm super excited to see what you got uh, coming up next. And uh, I, I'm rooting for you at the East Coast Music Awards in May. Hopefully you bring home some hardware, but just getting those nominations in general is still a huge deal. And uh, oh, it's all, sure. I say they're the best. It's still yet to come for you, man. So Jason Benoit, thank you so much for joining me on the Musical Connections podcast. You have a wonderful day, and uh, best of luck once again in May. I appreciate it, Zach. Thanks thanks for having me. I I appreciate it. There you go. That was my conversation with five-time ECMA Award-nominated singer-songwriter Jason Benoit. And right now, from his upcoming EP of Side B from Time Traveler, here is VHS on the Musical Connections podcast. Summer heat of 93 There's a big night in a small town Well, they finally got hitched And they already kissed So they're coming from miles around Well, an uncle in a mullet Sipping on something Talking to the girls next door And sister in a one-piece Dancing in her bare feet
feet Wondering what they're staring for Never would believe it Well, if I didn't see it But I got it on VHS A fellow with a camera About the size of a suitcase And a bandana Never would believe the world before Now, well, if I didn't see it But I got it on VHS A just in the track And got a box full of memories Up in the attic Whenever I'm needing a touch of nostalgia Well, I've got a quick fix Cause I got it on Guitars and Bacardi Never saw glasses so big And mama's on the phone With the cord stretched long And she's talking about the neighbor's kids Well, things are never gonna be the same As it was back then But I got it on VHS A fellow with a camera About the size of a suitcase And a bandana I Never would believe the world before Now, well, if I didn't see it But I got it on Touch of nostalgia Well, I got a quick fix Cause I got it on VHS Yeah, memories The sweetest memories No, I wouldn't trade them in for anything at all Yeah, memories The sweetest memories Well, I like to thank the man Taking me back home Cause I got it on VHS A fellow with a camera About the size of a suitcase And a bandana Never would believe the world before Now well if I didn't see it But I got it on VHS Adjusting the track And got a box full of memories Up in the attic Whenever I'm needing a touch of nostalgia Well I got a quick fix Cause I got it on wrap up episode 13 of the musical connections podcast a big thank you to jason benoit for joining me on the part and think a big thank you to jason benoit for joining me on the podcast this week what a great conversation and what a great guy he is and i'm rooting for him and all of the nominees at the upcoming east coast music awards in may in halifax well we're going to be taking a break from east coast music awards and juno award interviewers as we're going to be diving into a conversation next week with Erin O'Mara. She is a musician here and has played with the likes of Biscuit and The Narrows. And you may find her taking photos at a couple of shows here in town. And uh, if you see her, she's trying to get all the shots that she can. And she takes some good ones at that. And uh, it's a wonderful conversation. And um, I'm super excited to have you guys listen to this next week. So that'll be dropping next Tuesday, February the 28th. In the meantime, if you have any new music for newfound releases or would like to be a guest on Musical Connections, the email for that is musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com. 
Make sure to like and subscribe to the Musical Connections podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to leave a comment there while you're at it as well. It helps out the show a lot. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Musical Connections podcast. Thank you for connecting. I've been your host, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another. And until next time, safe home. Oh,